what makes you think this way? What is it that has happened in your past or it's happening in your present or that you are fearful of happening in your future that has you responding and thinking this way about where you ultimately want to go? So many people are honestly afraid of meeting their future self. And it's not because the future doesn't look amazing. It's the journey and the path to get there. Welcome to Imagine Yourself, where we help you imagine your next chapter of life with grace, gratitude, courage, and faith. I'm Lene here with Sandy, and today we have a fellow podcaster as our guest, Tarika Wheeler from the podcast Professional DNA. She's here to help us discover the fact that everything we need is right inside of us in our DNA. That's kind of her motto. We have to think about it like, what wonderful things do I have to offer that I didn't even realize I had inside of me? She is a career and mindset strategist who works with professionals to steer them towards career strategies that lead to the fulfillment they desire. But today, she is going to add value to all of us, career or no career, no matter what age or stage of life we're in, she is going to help us finally discover our own unique talents and strengths so that we can use them as we move through this journey called life. I cannot wait to jump into this because I need some wisdom and strengths and all that good stuff. We just want to thank you, Tarika, for helping us to imagine ourselves today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here today and I'm ready to go all in with you guys. We're definitely excited to have you. You've got an impressive list of credentials You've been helping a lot of folks recently, but what is the main thing that people are asking for help with right now? That's a great question. Where I am seeing that most people really need the most help with is the mindset. That's really where they're asking, how do I really shift the way I think? I am constantly, you know, reminding my clients and family members and colleagues and your audience, I'll say as well, that your mind is so powerful. It's such an amazing tool. And what we think and what we speak is what we manifest in our lives. And if we are speaking positively, we are likely to see positive things that are happening in our lives. But when we're negative or we don't have that positive outcome in our sights, we tend to experience negative or not so pleasant experiences. And that applies to your career, that applies to your business, that applies to just your day-to-day life. And so I find that's where I get so much great feedback is when we get to that discussion around mindset. It seems so basic. You are what you think. Uh Um, There's like a million quotes, you know, hashtag mindset. But how do we go from point A to point B with that? It's easy to say, yeah, we need to improve our mindset. But where do you take your clients when you're sitting them down with all of that? The number one thing that I like to do is first understand where do people believe they are and then where do they think they want to go. And what I find so interesting is in that next step where we're talking about thinking where you want to go, that's when I can really see where the mindset is because I think I want to go here, but I'm not sure. And we start to hear the self-doubt and we start to hear the Mm self-confidence issues and self-esteem issues and that negative self-speak and talk starts to come in. But we talk about, again, where do you believe you are? Where is it that you want to go? And then how are you going to get there? And when we start that discussion, it starts to unpack the way you're thinking. 
And then it allows me to really work with my clients on, okay, let's pause and have a conversation. What makes you think this way? What is it that has happened in your past or it's happening in your present or that you are fearful of happening in your future that has you responding and thinking this way about where you ultimately want to go. So many people are honestly afraid of meeting their future self. And it's not because the future doesn't look amazing. It's the journey and the path to get there. And that's where mindset really comes from. And, you know, I tell people all the time, I'm a career and mindset strategist because I want to give you strategies to actually apply to your life, apply to your professional journey and to get you to that next level, whatever that level may be. From a mindset perspective, we talk about what are the strategies so you can begin to shift. And I love it when my clients get breakthroughs and they're like, wow, and their whole thinking changes. And Lene and Sandy, when when you see that, like that just comes all over me when I see how people connect and they can finally really believe in their future self. They're not there yet because that's the work that we do together, right? But when they can actually believe that their future self is really going to happen and they're going to meet that future person. It's amazing. You have broken this down in a way that I really hadn't thought of before. I mean, I see on social media about having a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset and things like that. But you nailed it when you mentioned me meeting my future Lene, my future (laughs) self and for everyone listening. And that's, again, whether it's in your career or in your relationships or in your creative space that you want to fulfill in your journey in life. This is good stuff. I appreciate that. And, you know, here's what I I tell people, especially those who they're like, I've made up my mind. When you have that mindset, that fixed mindset, I encourage people to think that, well, there's not just one other option of a growth mindset. There's actually Um, researchers will tell you probably about 15 different mindsets in which you could explore that are not just between growth and fixed. Hmm. And I also tell people, you know, think about, do you want a winning mindset? Maybe that's really what you're going for. Maybe your mind is made up to win. So if you have a fixed mindset around winning, let's do it. The fixed piece, I think, is like the scraping of the surface because fixed mindset is negative in the way that you kind of perceive it. To me, it's all about perspective because if I'm fixed on my goals to the next level in my career or my life or my journey with my family, I'm okay with that. I'm actually okay with a fixed mindset in the right perspective because if you're fixed on winning, if you're fixed on success, if you're fixed on growth, I'm okay with that. Where I'm not okay is when we're just fixed and staying in the status quo and where we are And we're not looking for growth and advancement to get to the next level. So I think that's something that I try to share with people, because like you said, Lene, a lot of times on social media, you'll say, you know, growth mindset to fixed mindset. And then the conversation stops there. And I like to, as a mindset strategist, say "Mm, fixed mindset is negotiable for me, depending on what your mind is fixed on. Interesting. So you have the, let's say you're motivated now to change your mindset, whether it needs to be fixed or growth or somewhere in between, and you're kind of zeroing in. Then like I was noticing on your website, you have sort of starting with motivation, and then you've got goals and you've got habits. And how does that all break down? Yeah, that's a good one. So again, there's a strategy. I don't care if you're in your professional career, you're in life, you're operating your household and your family, there's got to be some strategy to what you're doing. I like to say we start with designing a strategy by understanding our core values. What are our core and personal 
values, what things are really important to you. We start there. And then I also encourage my clients to think about what is your mission statement for yourself, right? And even thinking about, um, I have a, a client who's a mom, she's a mom of four. What's the mission statement for your family? What is it that you're hoping to ultimately achieve as a family unit? So you start there. And then we say, okay, let's put some goals in place. And anyone who is listening, who has listened to me in professional DNA knows that I am obsessed with SMART goals. And the SMART goals are just this beautiful model because it helps you really hone in and get smart, if you will, about how you set your goals. So you want them to be specific. You want them to be measurable. So you know if you even you are going to achieve it. You want it to be something that is attainable, right? So we're not setting something super lofty that we can't even reach. And then we want it to, we want to make sure that it is relevant to the situation at hand and that it's timely, right? It's not the uh, goal that's going to be the uh, everlasting goal that never has an end. And so I encourage my clients that we got to get those goals in place. And then what's a goal without action? So that next part of that process is, is what are the action steps that you're going to put in place to get there? And let's put some milestones around those actions. So we're not just acting forever and ever and ever. When do we actually need to hit some milestones? And then that next big step, ladies, is probably the two most important. And it's about being intentional and having habits. You have to be intentional about the goals that you're setting in your life. Let's say I want to read more. I am going to be intentional about that because I'm going to put a book in the area in which I read. Let's say I'm reading before I go to bed. Then on my bedstand, there's going to be a book there. So I'm putting myself in like conditioning the environment that I'm in to help me to be successful. And I'm being intentional, right? Yes. And then we got to have a habit. So you've got to do it more than once. I love James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. His book really helps you get better 1% every single day. So I don't have to get better 50% today, but 1% every single day. And so I encourage my clients to read that book, but to track their habits. What are the actual habits you're going to put in place as well to support your intentions, which in turn supports your actions, which overarching supports the goal that's how we unpack that. And that takes time. You know, that's an entire week to two weeks worth of work to really dig into that. And then you have to be committed to trusting the process and allowing it to happen. And guess what? You're going to misstep. There's going to be a day to where you probably put something forth and you're like, oh gosh, I forgot to do that. I forgot to put the glass of water on the counter so I could actually make sure I get all my water in today. That's okay. Make a note to yourself and get up tomorrow and try again. But you keep doing it, right? And you keep being consistent. You're going to implement habits that become so natural to you. And it just becomes this natural part of what you're doing. Well, now you have taken us to another part that I want to make sure that we don't miss. Because uh, I had a conversation with you before the podcast started. And you mentioned that there's another habit that we can implement as we try to kind of look at ourselves and our self-discovery journey uh-huh. that a lot of people think eh, it's no big deal if you do this or not, but you have some very concrete examples of ways that it can make your life amazingly more wonderful, more beautiful, more intentional. Can you tell us about that? Oh my goodness. I need for everyone to understand the power of journaling, such a powerful and intimate place 
that you yourself, and I guess I can say I, <laughs> but you and yourself, right, that you have, it doesn't have any boundaries. It doesn't have um, any judgment. It is a place between the pen, the paper, or the strokes of the keys and the computer and you. And when you take journaling and utilize that to communicate to yourself, talk to yourself about your goals, talk to yourself about the journey that you're in, be real with yourself. What did you not like about today? It could be as simple as you're gardening at home and you don't like that your tomatoes aren't coming out the way you want them to come out. Journal about that and then journal about what are some solutions what are some things that you can maybe do differently? Do they need more sunlight? Do they need less sunlight? Do they need more water? Now, I'm saying that as an example, because I have nothing close to a green thumb. So I could not <laughs> actually tell you that I would do good at gardening. But what I do know is that when you journal about it, it's like talking to yourself. And it's having those real intimate conversations with yourself that allows you to really make a lot of progress in your life, whether if it is in your professional career or if it's in your personal. I love journaling and I've had some amazing uh, experiences with it by, for myself. Um, I journal every single day. It is a part of my morning routine. It's incorporated into my quiet time. And it's important for me to be real with myself and talk about how I'm feeling. Talk about how I want to feel if I'm not there yet. And then most importantly, what is it that I'm going to do about it? It also serves as a time capsule. It allows you to really document where you are at any moment and point in life. And I save my journals and it's amazing. Talk about boosting your self-confidence. It's amazing to go back and look at journals I was writing in 2017 when I was at one of the lowest places in my life professionally to then look at what I'm journaling about now. And it's mind blowing. Sometimes it's also kind of emotional. It brings me to tears, but like good tears because it's like, look at the growth. I have a ton of colleagues, one really in particular that I want to share. She really started me in journaling. And let me say, I wasn't always team journaling. I thought about it. I did it here and there, but I wasn't always 100% doing it. And a really dear colleague of mine, a nurse, pediatric oncology nurse, changed my life and changed the way I looked at journaling. I worked as a clinical assistant in a pediatric hospital, and I worked on the childhood cancer unit. And um, that's how we met. And we were colleagues and friends. And, you know, years on down the road, we stayed connected. And in this journaling conversations that, you know, I've had, it was amazing a story that she shared with me about a family. And there is a mom who reached out to my friend and essentially shared this amazing piece for her. So she journaled about the, gosh, how do you speak of it? Like really about the end times of her child's life. She was really just journaling about her time in the hospital, the good days, you know, where she was doing wonderful, the bad days, the sad days, all through that entire period of time. And that journal really became, I don't know, almost just a way for her to kind of memorialize, if you will, that entire situation that was happening. And so years have passed. And the journal itself, it was it's something that my friend, she really encouraged her to do. Like, this is a way for you to just release and really share with yourself on how you're feeling. So she kept this journal and she reached out to my friend and she told her that 
what she asked her to do was something that was so impactful and so profound in her life. And she looked back on that journal and it was just so powerful for her. It was therapeutic for her. It was helpful for her. She continued to reflect on it. And she essentially was thanking my friend for doing so, thanking her for encouraging her to go down this process of journaling. And in the times where she was grieving, it helped her because she could reflect back. And she could really see the good times that she had with her daughter and the not so good times, but all of it together was just so freeing for her. And she was forever grateful that she took the time to do it. And when my friend shared that with me, I just was like, wow, like I just never thought about journaling in that way. I really didn't know that that's the type of impact it could have. And one might hear that story and it could sound incredibly sad, but for me, it's incredibly healing and incredibly helpful because Journaling helps you capture moments in life. Sometimes you need that kind of reflection pond, if you will, to be able to go back to see where you were in those particular moments in life. Sometimes it serves as a memory and it's the only thing that you have from that time to be able to go back and connect to. And it's that journaling that you did. So I truly believe that journaling helps you in the present and can absolutely inspire and empower you in your future And I've been doing it really honestly ever since. You just, again, opened our eyes to a totally different way of thinking of things because this society has become a lot more technological and busy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we might think that we can just record our lives on social media (laughs) through pictures and things like this. But this is a deeper level, like you said, with the reflection element, like the time capsule element, the healing. And the fact that you said that we've got to be honest with ourselves. It's that place where we can have no judgment and we can really move through some of the really hard times and some of the wins too, because I think most of us were taught to be super modest and make sure that you never toot your own horn. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves how far we've come or congratulate ourselves on a job well done. Sometimes we need to, like you said, intentionally take time to remember those people who we love, who may not be with us anymore and writing things down. Or even if you type out your journal, because I know that that has become a thing now too, because some people that connection between what's in their mind and that comes out is best through their fingertips, uh, you know, through typing it out or through writing it. But either way, it's almost like, I don't know how many people keep greeting cards or letters that were written. I have letters from my grandparents that date back to, I don't know, the eighties and seventies and nineties. It's a beautiful way to communicate. And like you said to that future self, might enjoy these journals. Sandy, I don't think you're a journaling person, but tell me what you're thinking about now that you've heard this. No, I mean, I wanted to say this earlier, but then the story of this nurse got me feeling like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I can't come in and say why I don't journal. (laughs) But I guess let's talk about it because I'm probably one of the folks out there that does not journal. Now, when I was a child, I had a little diary with a little lock on it. I don't know if anybody remembers those from, you know, back in the day. But yeah, I don't know whether that whole psychological thing of locking stuff up got to me in some weird way. But 
when I got older, I felt like I can't write stuff down that's personal. Somebody might find it. And <laughs> and so I've even, every time I've done it, I've torn it up. Or if it's on my computer, I've deleted it. I promise you, you will find no personal anything anywhere. When I die, you're going to have Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest. No, Oh my goodness, Sandy. So here's the thing. I actually have two journals. Well, so I have a ton because when they run out, I've got another. You guys like saw my desk. I'm just, it's, I've got notebooks like crazy, even with work. But my journals, I definitely, when they end, I put them up, I store them away. For a really long time though, um, before I moved to the Virginia area, I used to share a computer with my kids. So my husband and my kids, we all own the same computer. And so I was journaling, but I was typing. And so I password protected everything, <laughs> everything, because I had this yeah. fear that my innermost thoughts, some of them about motherhood, some of them about, you know, becoming a wife at a young age. I mean, all types of things. I was like, oh my gosh, if somebody <laughs> reads this. And so I um, had to be, I protected it, right? And so I, I understand, you know, it's kind of like, your inner thoughts. But what I would challenge people to think about is that it's when we don't talk about or journal that we are locking things away because we don't give ourselves the opportunity and the ability to release those things, right? So our minds and our hearts and our souls become what holds on to the good, the bad, and the ugly. And unfortunately, sometimes, depending on what moments and seasons you are in life, it holds on to sometimes more bad than good. And so journaling is a way to release. And I will tell you, my daughter, I encouraged her to journal. She was kind of in the same likeness of like, oh my gosh, somebody reads this. <laughs> and we actually did a little burning ceremony one year. And she wrote all the things that she needed to write and got them out and said whatever she needed to say. And it was right around New Year's. And then we took it outside to the grill and we burned it. Huh. And it was almost a way for her to take all the pain and just stress and challenges that she was feeling and put it all on paper. And it was just like screaming onto that page. But then let's let it go. So that was the negative stuff, though, that she was that burning. Was that was like more stuff. of a not like the good reflections and the bad reflections right. that you would do. But the negative things in so journaling hold it in. Right. So I feel like journaling is going to show up differently for everyone. Some like to journal and keep the pages intact like I do. And I love like going to fun places and getting cute and beautiful journals. And depending on the journal, it's probably you can think about what I'm probably writing about in that season in my life and what that <laughs> journal looks like on the outside. But you could journal from a place of it just being more healing and therapeutic and you're needing to release some things out of your mind and your heart and your soul and then get rid of it. Some people even journal and then bury them like in time capsules. Now that doesn't help with, you know, after we're gone, someone might give that up and find it and then they've got the next bestseller, right? But <laughs> and then who cares, right? Yeah, I don't know. Let them make some money. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that interesting actually. So, but um <laughs> I'm very interesting. But Lene is. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yes. yeah, that's, that's where I come from, ladies, on journaling. And I, I have just found it to be an unexpected jewel. An no, unexpected it's, it's beautiful because if you don't go to a therapist, so you're not really talking to a therapist, you only talk to other people so much. I mean, unless you're talking about you brought up the tomato plants, like unless somebody's really into that, you're probably not going to have a discussion about your innermost feelings about what happened to your tomatoes right. with your husband or, you know, or whoever. 
So yeah, it seems very valuable. And another thing I always remember hearing about when you do like a Bible study or any kind of study into things, people encourage you to take notes and to go back and, you know, see what God's done in your life. And I'm always thinking, that's never going to happen because I'm not going to write it down. (laughs) So like my, my pages are all like the blanks are all just not filled out and but then you're never going to get to go back and reflect. And I know, see all the because then I'll have to throw out the book. And <laughs> because, Sammy, the people in your house are not even snooping. No, they don't care. So you're in good shape. Because the other part is like, it's that development of you and your best friend. You can be your own best friend type of thing, yeah. too, where you're telling her all of your important things. That's true. That's true. I mean, there is that, like your girlfriend's relationship's a little different, but but even them, you don't want to bore with all this other, you know, (laughs) a lot of this stuff, right? It's so funny because you talked about Bible study. You're absolutely right. You know, there's always like the prep sheet with the prompts and the notes and the messages that you're supposed to go through. And um, I remember- And Lene does it. (laughs) I do. Mine is full. Your sermon notes are full. (laughs) I remember um, being in a women's Bible study. And one of the things that they recommended that you do was write down your prayers. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) it's hard enough for me to come and have a conversation and real conversation and say, God, I know you already know this, but you want me to write it down? Like that is (laughs) what? That's even too much for you. Right. (laughs) It took me a place. And so I'll never forget. I was watching the movie, The Help. And um, the main character, she talks about writing down her prayers. Did <laughs> write a part of the script? Like, where is this coming from? And, um, but I'll never forget the benefit, what she says. And so I'm not there yet, full transparency, but I want to share at least the benefit because it's right there with journaling. I feel there's a beautiful connection. She said, sometimes we need help being humble and we need help being transparent. And when you can get to a place where you can come humbly and transparent before God, it will help your prayer life develop. And so I took that to journaling to say, when I can be humble and just transparent enough with myself, and it's why I take it into with my clients, like, where do you believe you are? Like, really? And doing that self-reflective activity. And then thinking about where I want to go, when I go back to that journaling that I've done and I can see that I spoke about six weeks ago where I am, where I want to be, and I can come out on the other end and say, oh my goodness, did I just do that? It's the receipts and the proof that you need. And so what her point was is that when God delivers on that thing and makes it happen, you prayed about it and you wrote about it over here and you've got the documentation that shows what? that prayer works. And so I was like, hmm, okay, I take that to journaling. It's like, then you kind of go back and it's speaking to the work that you're putting in, but it's like the affirmation and receipt to say, look what you did. You can do it again. Yep. This was a rough time. I got a couple journals that I feel like additions one, two, and three were rough. I was was busy and I was writing and it was, it was not all the fluffy fun stuff. But it's like then the latter parts of it, when I go back into reflect, I'm like, wow, look how I came out of that. Look how I was able to really see that progress. And sometimes mentally, we try to block some of the things that are not as pleasant. We try to block some of our challenges and we, we only reflect on the successes and the growth and the advancements. But that journaling helps you really value 
the growth and the process. And it reminds you that there is a process to advancement. So whether you're growing in your career, there's a process. And when you are documenting your journey along that process, it helps you learn to trust the process. If you are just at home and you are, you know, retired, if you are working mom, whatever it may be, you are a dad, you, whatever you are, grandparent, aunt, uncles, whatever. If you're able to document the A to the B to the C, it will give you another level of trust for the process. And so that's another benefit of journaling for me. Like I want my clients not to say, like I want them to say great things about the work that we're doing together. Absolutely. But what I really want you to reflect on is the work that you did. And journaling helps you do that so that when Tarika's long gone, (laughs) I'm not there anymore, you have something that you've memorialized to be able to document your success and your process that you should be proud of of the highs and the lows, highs, lows, and plateaus. You should be proud of it. That's where I am on journaling. And I think it's a powerful, intimate tool that I encourage anyone to explore. You too, Sandy. Yeah, I know. No, I, you, you completely sold me. I will try, but I will also say one other thing. I'm terrible at just writing things down in general. Like I use a task list on my Gmail and that's about the extent of my to-dos. Or I might use a spreadsheet to figure something out. And I have a Weight Watchers app and, you know, I've lost weight, but I don't really use it either because I don't like to take the time to put in my calories, you know? So so yeah. what about that? What about people that just like me, they're maybe a little scatterbrained that just kind of the creative mind said that's just not real disciplined when it comes to writing things? That's a great question. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm thinking about a client that I have. That I- <laughs> yeah, so I'm not the only one. <laughs> You're not the only one. <laughs> and, so, and, it's, and, and, and again, we're all different, right? And we all have different things that kind of make us tick. We all have different personalities. What I would say to that is that then you have to identify a way that you can become crystal clear about what outcomes you want to see in any given day any given month, any given year. For some, that's a task list. For others, it's a vision board. For some, it's a post-it note. But you've got to identify a mechanism for you that can be a highly visible reminder about where you want to go. Because if we are just operating aimlessly in life without goals and targets and vision, we just start to kind of circle around. And I would venture to say even the most creatives have a vision. They're oftentimes creatives are extremely amazing visionaries. So it's finding what will work for you instead of trying for, and this is what I told my client, I don't want to put you in a box. This process is meant to be helpful. So if this process doesn't work, let's talk about what does work. And so for him, what worked was memos to himself on his phone. So he talks to himself. Literally. Okay. <laughs> and, and he uses his notes and he talks to himself and he'll say whatever he needs to say for that day. It's almost like saying, hey, Tariqa, here's things you got to get done this day. You have a meeting at 930. You've got to be sure you pick up your dry cleaning and you need to go to the grocery store and get some milk. Or it's Ooh. like the captain's log on Star Trek. <laughs> captain's log, Captain Kirk. Day 25, we met with the aliens of this particular planet. And I really got to understand that I think that we need to set up our government like they had theirs. <laughs> I think, it, okay, not Kirk. I want to go with Janeway on Voyager. Can we okay. do that? <laughs> we or Picard, or Picard on Next Generation. Trekkie here. 
All right. She's hit on a nerve because I'm a Trekkie. So. And you've got that app on your phone for voice memos. My Ooh. captain's log. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Right. But, that, but it's, again, it's finding like, what is that place that's going to work for you? And that's, you know, I tell people all the time, it's no cookie cutter way to life. Every single person's journey is different. And just like I talk about professional DNA, it's your defined natural ability to succeed. Your defined natural ability. Our DNA is so unique and so specific. We are all individuals in our own unique way. So what works for Lene may not work for Tarika. It might not work for Sandy. And it might not work for our listeners. But it's the overarching strategy and thought process behind it. And then take that and apply it to what will work for you. And so there you go. Captain's log. (laughs) got it sandy you have to tell everybody listening how to reach out to you whether it's through social media whether it's through um your website your website is amazing sandy and i both love it even some of the services and courses that you offer including that discovery masterclass just tell everybody a little about yourself it's so funny i was just telling i did a podcast episode about storytelling and i was saying that one thing that everybody has to have is your tis or your tss. it's your three sentence story but i also remind people that when you put that three sentence story in remember your audience because your work your career your business doesn't define you and so let me just first start by saying that i am a wife and mom of three and i am I see the light at the end of the tunnel because my youngest is 17 and a senior in high school. And um, my husband and I are counting down to June of 2022. Um, (laughs) My son is right behind yours. Let me just start by saying that. And I have an amazing family. I am originally from Austin, Texas, and now reside in Northern Virginia. I am a project manager by trade. I've worked a lot in the private and public sector. And um, I am a career and mindset strategist. And I believe that everything you need in order to succeed in your career and in your life, you have inside of you to be your best unique self. And that's your professional DNA. I have a podcast every Sunday, right before you're getting ready for the week ahead to get you ready called Professional DNA. It's available on all uh, platforms where you get your podcast. I release it at seven o'clock um, around the time that dinner's done and people are starting to settle in and start to think about the week ahead. So I encourage you to, to listen there for sure. Every single Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I do Professional DNA Live. And that is where we are going all in. It's like speed round, 30 minutes on hot topics around personal development and career development. I do that on my Instagram handle. You can follow me at professional underscore DNA to get tips and strategies and motivation and encouragement. I help high achieving professionals and small business owners really get to the next level in their journeys. That's where my ultimate focus is. However, what I am hearing from people who engage with my content is that it is empowering and inspiring for those that are not necessarily on a career path, right? I talk about things like self-confidence and things like empowerment and encouraging just in day-to-day life and self-worth and self-care. So I encourage you to do that as well. My website is yourpdna.com. And there you can learn about the podcast myself and also about my discovery masterclass. In my discovery masterclass, I essentially talk about how can you level up in your career in the next 90 days? And one of the things that I'm super excited about is that I actually will be doing a fall cohort 
for course discovery. So on my site, you can learn a little bit about course discovery. Um, it is a six week course of group coaching or one on one coaching opportunities where we are exploring exactly what I talked about at the beginning. How do you discover your unique self? How do you cultivate a growth mindset? And then how do you design a career strategy, a business strategy that works, that helps you get paid your true value, but ultimately it's helping you be fulfilled and to be happy about where you are, where you want to go and how you're going to get there. So those are the ways that you can connect with me. I have a great email list. And so I encourage you, if you go to my site, you can join the community. I do the weekly achiever every single Monday. And if you'd love to get that information, you can sign up for my email list. And just so we make it clear too, we'll put that link on our website, imagineyourselfpodcast.com and in our show notes, because a lot of times people are, of course, listening to podcasts when they're driving or walking and thinking, I want to hook up with Tarika, but I'm never going to remember all that. So we'll make it easy for you because you have some stuff there too, that you can just go to Tarika's website and download, right? You can list out your goals and not that I'm going to do it, of course, because I don't write this. No, I'm kidding. No, that's where I'm going to start. I'm going to start with your website. But... (laughs) I love Sandy. <laughs> I love Just got to be brutally yeah, honest, right? I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I'm meeting you where you're at. We're going to start with Captain's Log. That's where we're going to Captain's start. Log, <laughs> start date, <laughs> September 2021. <laughs> But just for fun, I am still going to buy her an old school journal. (laughs) I love it. I love it. This has just been perfect. Like we said, it is something that has been beneficial for people who are in the highs of their life or having difficult times. It's for people who want career strategies or people who are not worried about career, but worried about other things within their life. We just wanted to make it a well-rounded program for people to grow and blossom and develop. Is there any last thing that you want our listeners to take away? Absolutely. It's so simple. Sometimes, you know, we go through things in life and we start to use this word. So you hear people say, can't. And it's like, oh, don't say can't, don't say can't. But what I want people to stop telling you, telling themselves and telling others is that things are impossible. Because there's absolutely nothing that is impossible. The word impossible has what in it? I'm possible. I'm possible. (laughs) Boom, Sandy. I need people to understand that anything that they literally put their mind to and their heart to, that if you can conceive it, you can actually achieve it. But you got to believe in yourself enough to go down that path and go down that journey because it is possible. If you really want it, it is possible. And I believe that whatever journey and path that we put ourselves on, we can get to the other end, the other side of it. And a part of that is just really being true to yourself, discovering who you are um, and willing to do the work and trusting the process to get there. So to everyone, please just know that anything that you want to do, absolutely anything in your career or in your life, it is possible. We thank you so much, Tarika. It's been wonderful having you. Thank you for sharing. Everybody, I've got two things to walk out with. Imagine yourself with unlimited possibilities And imagine yourself being open to the fact that we are all on a constant path of discovering new things about this world, about other people, and about ourselves. And that last one, ourselves, that one might be the most fun of all, self-discovery. So enjoy that journey. And until we meet again next week, imagine yourself with all the possibilities. 
Thanks so much for listening. If this was helpful for you, love it if you could take a moment to follow the podcast and maybe give us a rating or feel free to drop us a note on our website, imagineyourselfpodcast.com. You can subscribe to our blog there and get our social media connections. All our links and Tarikas will be in the show notes. And until next time, when we have something new to imagine, take care.